Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, and Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so um, we got we got a lot to cover today. No, we and got one thing. Just one thing? No, we just do. one thing. Well, I have a big announcement. I have some uh, World of Boating we don't care. swag no. that we are going to uh, start offering up to our passengers, hopefully within the next couple weeks. Uh-huh. So. You know, being in this time of COVID and everybody's trying to, you know, stretch their dollars as much as they can. You know, I started getting a bunch of uh, emails through uh, the Facebook page and worldofboating.com. Like, hey, Greg, can we get a World of Boating hat? And you may have noticed that we don't have much up there at the moment, but that's about to change because we got to start uh, scraping together every uh, nickel we can and uh, and start offering this up. You, you know, you see Barry the Boater on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch, wearing a World of Boating t-shirt. You're thinking to yourself, how could I look as cool as Barry the Boater? Okay, maybe <laughs> maybe that's not a great example. However, Every, <laughs> everything you just said is code for your wife made you clean out the studio closet. Wrong. No, we're well, having, I need a new T-shirt anyhow. We're, we, we have some new stuff, not just T-shirts. We got some uh, pretty cool things uh, in the works, uh, mugs, like you know that kind of thing. You know, it, you know, we had that uh, that boating line of uh, Ahoy uh, something. I, I you know the coffee mug. It, it's up on the Facebook page. I can't. I don't know how to say it verbally, but you can see it. And matter of uh, fact, I got to fill up fill it up. I'll show it a little Ahoy. bit later on YouTube. And, uh, Ahoy, that, mockers. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, we're going to get some cool World of Boating swag and, you know, blast our uh, logo over all kinds of different products that you can pick up. And uh, we're working on that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not up there yet, but that was a little tease. You know, I'm in the process of evaluating particular products that I think would sell at this particular time. And uh, actually, I, I had this idea. What do you guys think of this? Back in the old days, taking a child's temperature was a real hassle. Hold still. Let me get the lube here. Now let me just get this. Now hold, hold still. Hold still. God, stop, stop squirting. Stop squirting. Those messy tubes of lube. The constant turmoil in your family. Well, those days are over. The easy way to get a child's temperature without them even knowing. Even when they're sound asleep, you can sneak up on them and get their temperature to find out if they're sick or if they're faking it and trying to drain your bank account by useless trips to the pediatrician. Sometimes those little bastards are really crafty. So nip it in the bud instead of the butt. Here's how to order yours. To get your very own digital temperature system, call 1-800-MO-BETA. That's 1-800-MO-BETA. Or send your credit card to Greg Holt through our J lot 909 Altamont Springs, Florida. Cards will not be returned. Yeah, that is uh, that is true. Uh, just That's because. disturbing. <laughs> so I would you, like you to take this that, time to oh, officially so. announce this is my last show. Yeah. What? <laughs> where's, okay. where, oh, wait, 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 so, wait. so you guys are not a fan of that particular product idea. I, w- I wish you wouldn't do that. Stuff. Where, where is that digital uh, thing actually go? 
Uh, only Barry the boater would want to know. And uh, well, there's some things I don't want to know. So, I, well, I know, yeah, but but that was a product I was considering. But uh, are you going to try it out first? Well, I I don't know. Do you think the uh, product has value? Uh, for I think I think you should try. You should in this try time out of need when us. you have to check people's uh, temperature before they can get on your boat and stuff. Would that be a product worth branding? Yeah, no anybody has- who would let you check their temperature that way does not get on your boat. Okay, well, all right. So that's not a no. So <laughs> all right, and I, there there could be some issues with that particular product. I don't know if it'll make the cut, but uh, just know that we are working on it. And uh, only I, if they name it after Greg. All right. Yeah, when Greg says he's evaluating new product, that means any advertiser who's willing to send him free stuff, he'll Shirts, be happy to check hats. it out. He won't yes. share it with us. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting on a pair of custom shoes from, um, uh, who was that that you had uh, set up to do the uh, shoes there, Greg? No, I have for no us, idea. Like nine years ago, ten years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, his memory's S- gone. Sabago, I think it was? No, no, that's incorrect. I'll send you one of these uh, thermometer things. Yeah, when you get it. <laughs> Uh, I'll call it, you up and I'll say, hey, Patrick, okay, bend over. Is it the test one or is it a clean new one? <laughs> okay, enough of that. But anyway. <laughs> not funny. Um, okay, I guess that won't, that's not going over well with the crew, so I guess I'll no. I'll put that in the proper file. You know how many comments on when I check iTunes and I look at the comments for the show, how many of them say, Greg is not funny? This will now make 5,332 comments. Yeah, this has nothing to do with being funny, Patrick. It had to do with educating no. our uh, passengers accordingly. So, yeah, can we get And to I the apologize news? in advance, so it doesn't matter. All right, so moving on, what do you got? Well, breaking news out of Southeast Florida. And mm. this is one of those rare occasions when they're going to uh, relinquish the helm to another crew member. Um, you know, it was bad enough. They had the bandana wearing iguanas, uh, starting to steal boats down there. But Barry, uh, I, I literally had to talk him off his roof, Hmm. um, two days ago, uh, about what's going on down there. And although this doesn't affect the overall world of boating, this does lead us to a much bigger problem maybe so barry you want to fill us in on what's happening down there and what the what the effect is what the impact could be for boaters really in the u.s i'm mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore all right and that was barry the boater mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> miami-dade county in their wisdom is going to allow the army corps of engineers to suck up all the sand at the haul over sandbar so they could place it at the bay harbor beaches <laughs> I, I'm a fan of them taking that sandbar out of there, whether they, I don't care where they put it. <laughs> well, that's what they want to do. They want to take a sandbar that a lot of boats use on the weekends. There are a lot of food barges that go out there. It's really a nice place for the whole family. And they're going to dump that sand in the exclusive area of Bow Harbor uh, because uh, I guess they can't afford to do it themselves. So they're going to steal our sand instead of taking it off somewhere in the ocean. Hmm. Well, let, let, let me, let me, a couple things here uh, as you talk about that. One, I'm not a fan of that sandbar. I think uh, having that, that party spot right there in a navigable waterway, especially that particular, right, right outside of haul over the boat ramp is one of the craziest areas I've ever been through uh, while boating. 
Um, it is literally the modern day version of the Wild West for boaters. Um, well, not a, not a fan, and I'm pretty sure Cito and Boat to US are crying uh, when they re- read that because uh, that's probably about seventy five percent of their business down in that area. It is a lucrative area. Sandbar. Yes, yeah. it is. It's very lucrative, but there's more to it. First of all, you're talking about the haulover ramps are a little bit north of that, right? So they really don't interfere with the sandbar. It's deep water over there. No, no, I yeah. know that. I'm just saying the the amount of boaters in that area. Yeah. Now there's also they also are talking about dredging or redredging the inlet, which does have a problem. They're going to open that up more. And if you were to look at a satellite view, you could see it's shallow when you get past the inlet, and you want to go further west. It's shallow. That needs to be dredged out. But to take all the sand and make it into a six-foot-deep area kind of takes away the fun of boating in that area. And I don't know of another sandbar that is close. That means if boats want to go out there, they're going to have to go to the local islands around there. And if you've ever been there, it's not smooth sand in there. There's a lot of rock there. That could really damage your hull. So, uh, Well, a couple things. It, it, won't the sand be prone to gather again over the years. I mean, that's kind they're, of they're saying the time frame's about five years before it kind of builds up enough to be a useful sandbar again. Which begs to ask the question: Is you know if they're going to why take that sand? Why not get sand from somewhere off the deep waters there where there's plenty of sand and bring it aboard? Because and then if it starts to get too thick or too high in that bar in that area then you take it down a couple of feet but they want to take six feet of sand away they really want to empty this thing out well because entity all, actually well, all ahead. the sand all the sand in that area is high grade sand because of the amount of alcohol that's been spilled <laughs> um, it, it is the most sterile clean sand probably in the world hmm. that's 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 probably true okay there's the what bright side mike? i guess mike, mike? Was no which entity made that decision uh, Miami-Dade County right now made that decision, uh, along with the Army Corps of Engineers. They're giving them permission. Because yeah, yeah, the Army Corps of Engineers never makes a mistake. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, it, it would be nice, but Bal Harbor, you have to understand, you have, you have, you, Greg's been to Fort Lauderdale Beach, beautiful beach up there in Sunrise, all that area. Right. There's plenty of parking for the population to go out there and go to the beach. You go to Bal Harbor, they say they have a public beach. But then ask, how many parking spots do they have? For Not that quite beach? as many, I'm guessing. Is that yes. a fair assumption? Right. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast come on babe let's go outside and take the boat out for a ride i'm ready i don't want to wait Cause the only time I'm feeling free is when I got that ocean breeze or kicking it out on the lake. Cause I want it, gotta have it, feel it in, yeah. Want it, gotta have it, gone fishing. No, you're not going fishing. Not on this boat. You're not going fishing on this boat. Get on board, got the sunshine and the shoreline. It's a good life. Get on board, get on board, have a good time. Casting that line, it's a good life. Get on board, get on board. This is the World of Boating. Craig, first mate. Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner. Uh, we're, well, you know, we're happy you're on board with us, uh, despite the uh, music. I, don't, I think an that, interesting beat. Yeah, it was, well, it was from the Recreational Fishing Foundation. They put together that little jingle, I think, to appeal to the kids. Hey, Greg, uh, yes, when, you're, when you're doing your uh, new boating swag, yeah. um, hats and shirts, right. I, I have I have a request. Okay, I'm listening. Um, no more white hats, no more white shirts. They are the worst. Could Why? you please... Could you please do black and red? Black, because if you're working on your boat, you're not going to see the grease stains. True. Mm-hmm. Um, and red, if you happen to be wearing your World of Boating shirt while out on the water and you suffer an unfortunate breakdown, you've got a visual distress device. Got it. Uh, white shirts and red shirts. Shut up. <laughs> well, red shirts are good. They can't see you bleed in red. Uh, okay. Mike the Mariner, Black. what say you? Yeah, I have a suggestion. Okay. I think what we need is a World of Boating logoed Rolex Mariner. All right. Yachtmaster. <laughs> I, I, I think we should uh, I like it. increase Mike's pay. <laughs> going to have to. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Actually, he needs a pay cut because that's how we're going to afford to watch it. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, for no, the record, his salary, pay. Barry, we're covered. Double you it. You can't cut my pay. For the record, double it. We're going to double it right now. <laughs> and then we can cut it uh if it gets to be too much all right so there you oh, go all right so this, uh yeah so yeah. we got this sandbar down in south yeah. florida they're gonna dredge, dredge uh sand 
and uh, take that sand from the sandbar, put it on the beach to expand the beach? Is that well, what's no, happening? Or not no? just the beach. They're going to the rich people's beach. The rich yeah. people's beach. If you, if you go on Google Maps and you look up Bow Harbor mm-hmm. and you put up the uh, satellite view, you're going to see it's hotel, condo, hotel, condo, hotel, condo. I don't even know where the opening is for the public beach. But from what I've been reading from different travel sites, they say you might be better off going to the other side of the bridge where Hallover is, parking there, and then walking back over. Well, um, you know, any any development that spells harbor, O-U-R at the end, you know. You know, just it's 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 fancy. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's a fancy location. Okay, it's a fan, the fact spell. of the matter is, in, in replenishing the beach sand, are we just not? I mean, beach erosion, um, the increase in sea level rise. Are we fighting a losing battle? Should we should we just surrender at this point and just let nature take its course and then just move the property lines back? Well, it's easy for you to say if you don't have a uh, property on the beach. Well, the hotels, you know, there are plenty of hotels there. They could all chip in and buy some sand. But the point is, is they don't have to take it from a lot of people that use that area, that sandbar. They could take it from other places. And it's over $150 million they're going to spend, not just on this beach. They're talking about re-nourishing all the beaches up and down uh, Dade and Broward County. Okay, so it sounds like uh, Barry is not a fan. Because well, you think it's well, there gonna, are a lot of people that are not a fan. Well, okay, uh, but but is this why is the reason why because you think this affects boaters negatively, Patrick, or what? What are you saying? I I didn't bring the story. Barry well, I'm asking did. you. I, 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 look, what I do think, you think it's a great. I think it's a great thing to get rid of the sandbar. I think okay. that sandbar is a menace right. to navigation in that area. Okay. However, to Barry's point, I don't think the sand should be necessarily being. It should be being done to replenish sand in an area on the coast that could well afford to do it on their own. And the other thing that I look at is when they start this dredging project, again, if you've gone down, uh, boated in that area, could you imagine what a dredging operation is going to do to boat traffic there? That's good. It's going to be insane. Okay. Maybe. No, it will be. Well, it will be. be. Yeah. Barry, I don't know if you had a chance. I actually pulled it up. The uh, Bow Harbor Beach Renourishment, Dade County Beach Erosion Control and Hurricane Protection Project, which I barely got through the table of contents <laughs> on this thing. I mean, good God almighty. But I did have a question for Greg because I know Greg reviewed this um, because I sent him the link. They have, I guess they had scuba divers in the area and they're doing their environmental impact study. And looking at the dive logs, I have a question for you, Greg, the dive master. Mm-hmm. Is penmanship a requirement um, for scuba divers? <laughs> because I would think that these guys were down way too long um, and completely lost all motor control. It looks like a, a third grader or an ex-president of the United States filled these things out. Well, I'm confused. Do you mean uh, on a survey that they conducted while they were underwater and filling out a form, or when no, they were topside and they, they just have bad dive, handwriting? There's, di- there's dive logs that they filled out yeah. afterwards, mm-hmm. and it is, Barry, I know you, you had to have seen these. It, it is... I, scribble, scrabble. It is. It, it, there's arrows and, and things written out of the boundaries. What, and, what they're supposed to do okay, is... Okay, so what's your point? To- wait, wait, okay, they got bad, bad, bad handwriting. Is that... 
<laughs> my question is, is penmanship a requirement to be a... Uh, I don't know that it driver? matters. I mean, uh, what well, does the information out- say? What are they saying? <laughs> What you're supposed you're supposed to fill out your dive log so other people can read it. What they're doing is they're doing uh, studies to see if this re- sand renourishment is going to damage any environmental areas off the beach. There is a lot of sand out there. When you go south of the Hallover Inlet, it's all sand. They could bring the sand back in if they want to raise that area. But if you look again at a satellite view, it's beautiful. They already have sand. They have uh, uh, sea oats areas there, walkways, all that. Um, as I said, there are a lot of people that, that, that little sandbar is a microcosm of all the people that live in Miami of all different areas. Okay. Well, here, here's the problem from an environmental standpoint. Dredging is never good usually because uh, what what the divers, yeah, because uh, what it does, it, it, uh, you know, the sand gets, uh, blown around and it, it, it screws up the visibility and that means less sunlight gets down to the coral and potentially can kill the coral because the coral that they do have, which is limited in that area, by the way, it's not uh, super great regardless, you know, needs sunlight to flourish. And this happens all around the world when they do dredging projects like this. So just the, you know, the turbid waters that are created from dredging create an environmental problem for you know, people that are concerned about the corals in the area. As far as the sand, you know, if they're going to dredge it, I don't know if I don't. I don't see a problem with them putting it on the beach. I mean, I you know, if it has to go somewhere, so yeah. But it's going it, to an area to protect multi-million-dollar homes. Yeah, well, they did. It, it does. I mean, who, the who has the money is going to get protected first, probably. Just build a wall. Build a build, wall. Okay. Start really, building yeah. a seawall to protect against the inevitable rise of the seawaters okay all right well i guess we uh realize this has nothing to do with boaters because <laughs> yeah it does oh, yes, it okay does. explain to me next maybe on the world okay. of boating stay close you're listening to the world of boating radio network This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. Okay, so they got a new dredging project they have announced in South Florida. It would affect the sandbar down there, uh, which is a very popular site for boaters. And, I, you know, I, I know anecdotally you're saying this is a popular site, Barry, down in your neck of the woods. But are boaters, are they making a big stink about this? Uh, yep. it's it's been in the local news. The boaters are angry. Okay. There are these floating little barges. I call them roach coach, floating roach coaches. But they cook, you know, burgers and hot dogs, and they have meat, you know, food there. Yeah, and they make a living there. And they're going to lose their business. There's a lot of boats that go out there on the weekends. It's a great place to throw an anchor out, let the kids run around. You know they're going to be safe because at low tide, some of that sand is actually exposed. You'll see them making their mm-hmm. little sand castles there. Mm-hmm. And at high tide, you're not more than three feet of depth. Okay. So it's a nice area. There's nothing else in the area for that. There's the only other sandbar that I know of is up in Boca Raton at the Boca Inlet. Okay, I get this. Now, but Patrick acted like uh, he was happy to see these sandbars go. Am I misreading you there, Patrick? Would, it wouldn't be the first time. No, and that, and that and I'll even say this. Up here where we're at, we've got a place called Disappearing Island. Uh, I, I'd be happy to see Disappearing Island go. 
to disappear. Why? <laughs> do, you, do you not want people to enjoy their boats and enjoy the boating That's lifestyle? The point. What's the what's the problem, what's the Patrick? There. Well, here's the thing: the disappearing out, and here, and this will happen down there as well. You're gonna if you were to dredge, it's just going to build back up again. So if you're dredging to maintain a navigable channel um, to allow for the passage of commerce and or uh, you know pleasure boats, uh, that's one thing, and you have to look at a a long term solution that you're not going to have to redo it in five years. If you're doing it strictly to hey, this is the closest place we got, or, hey, somebody on the county commission said, we don't want the boaters here, so let's go ahead and let's target this area, and let's get the sand taken out of the way, and let's go put it over here. Believe me, in in the state of Florida, you've got other places that you can get fill sand from to replenish beaches, because it was done up here off of Patrick Air Force Base. Uh, quite a few years. All right, ago. so Barry, not a fan. Patrick, kind of a fan, I guess. I, uh, that's all I got out of. We're coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Turn to Night Boat, the crime-solving boat. Faster, Night Boat. We've got to catch those starfish poachers. You don't have to yell, Michael. I'm all around you. Oh, no, the headed Valayan. We'll never catch him now. Incorrect. Look, a canal. Oh, Night Boat, go! Oh, every week there's a canal. Or an inlet. Or a fjord. Quiet! I will not hear another word against the boat. I was young, I was dry, but to sail I would go. One hour on the water, I was soaked down below. Though I tried, I couldn't hide from my mother's piercing view. But all she would say was, a big boy like you. Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. Get a little pissed Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Uh, I do. I'm a proud card-carrying member of the Wet Pants Club. It just happens when you're a boater sometimes because water, you know, gets into those uh, areas that you got to sit down on your boat. And then you got the worst too person much ever driving that boat. If yeah. You're getting water well, that's true. Your pants Captain wet. Patrick was at the helm. That's who I'm putting the blame on. Uh, hey, uh, Bill, the, the way, engineer is yeah. with us now. Hey, Bill, what's going on, buddy? I am uh, glad to be with you, and yeah. uh, it's it's nice on a Saturday afternoon to right. to to hang out with a group of intellectually stimulating individuals such as yourself. Well, you know, you, you can Greg's see Bill, opinion. you can see Bill on uh, Facebook Live and YouTube, and the fact that he doesn't even wear pants doesn't mean he's not allowed into the club. So keep the uh, camera up. Yes. <laughs> Face the camera, of course. Hey, don't, do that, don't, that, don't, do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, dear God. <laughs> we apologized in advance, but I don't know if it'll cover that one. Uh, regardless, um, it, we, we've covered this uh, sandbar issue enough, haven't we, Patrick? Can we move on to other stuff to navigate through or what? Well, actually, the fact that we've got Bill, uh, who is known in another life as the uh, five-minute professor and is uh, a term that I have coined for him a podcaster extraordinaire with multiple podcast platforms out there, which Bill will, I'm sure, mention before he leaves us. Um, the only reason I'm here, just to get yeah. my plugs in. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> Evidently. Uh, 
So we were talking about this uh, dredging story uh, down in South Florida that got uh, Barry all, you know, that, that watch cap he was wearing when the story started was mm-hmm. white. Wow. It, it, it is now red. His, his temperature Blood has increased red. so much. Yeah. So I kind of made a, a comment about the U.S. Army Corps of Engineer, uh, not mentioning the fabulous uh, Florida Cross Barge Canal um, that I think 20 miles got dug. Um, any take on this story? I know you had uh, multiple hours to research, Bill. I I don't. I don't have a. Oh, I don't have a, a unique take about it. I just. I know that one of the things which sometimes happens is that sometimes the people who do the work get blamed for the work when what the work is is determined by people that don't have any idea how to do the work. Does that make sense? No. That I, I'm okay. Well, it, it doesn't make sense, but there are a lot of projects. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, but it, but it's the the reality of it that the United States uh, Corps, the U.S. Uh, Army Corps of Engineers, has been a part of a large number of projects, and they do their part as well as they possibly can, can within the confines of how things are set up. To give you an idea yes. as to how good the Army Corps of Engineers can be, they built the Pentagon, the largest office space in the world, in sixteen months. So fake news. Those, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Here, but here it's, it's the why, not the how is the issue here. You know, why that sandbar. Right. You know, they were, they were given the instruction to go and do this project. This is really where I'm coming from on this. It's that when the, when the U S Corps of engineers goes in to an area, it is because they have been given a specific task to perform. They are told what ends up needing to happen. Usually, by politicians who usually don't know what in the name of Sam Hill they're doing. Well-chosen words. I like that. (laughs) Sam Hill and and everything. And and that's really (laughs) what it comes down to sometimes. Uh, When you're asked to do a job as an engineer, you're not asked, is this the job to do? Is this the right job to do? You are told what the parameters are under uh, how much you can spend, how much time you can spend doing it, what you're supposed to do with the with the refuse that is created from your project, and then you go and do the job as well as you can. And well, to blame the core is probably putting the blame in the wrong spot. Well, I think that I was the little oh, bit ahead. that I was able to research was that they actually wind up that they're given the the project and then they hire subcontractors. Well, they, a, a lot of it today. This wasn't always the case, but a lot Correct. of it today is general contractor work that the the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is just making sure that people do the work that they were hired to do. At and three times that, yeah. the quoted price. Well, and some yeah, they're of project that, managing. Yeah, yeah, some of that is also purposeful from the politicians that came up with the project. There are a lot of projects which are projects only so that they can be money making vehicles for the people who are going to do the work. Hey, by the way, um, is Tracy manicuring your eyebrows? Because she is doing an awesome job. Thank you. Actually, I uh, manicured that myself. <laughs> yeah, wow. the uni brow is kind of gone, so it looks good. Okay. Yeah, that was that was one of our topics this week on uh, the lady. And <laughs> that, the was <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that was random. That was random. You know, the, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has been a part of every 
every major military operation in U.S. history from the U.S. Revolution forward. Uh, they built forts for General Washington. They built fortifications uh, along uh, Breed's Hill and Bunker Hill. They built Fort Washington in what is now New York City. And uh, they were part of the Manhattan Project. They built the dikes around Louisiana that broke. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, 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 hold on, though. Hold on. Wait a second, though. If, if, if you did any research at all, Barry. Yes. None. They, they made them. They made them. They set. They said because they were all earthen. They were all earthworks, mm-hmm. and uh, they gave them specific. They gave the local government specific instructions on what they needed to do to maintain them, and nothing was done. Got this maintained. is the biggest problem with infrastructure: is you can build a bridge, but if you don't take care of the bridge, the bridge will fall down. You can build an earthworks dike that will hold back the sea, but if you don't maintain it. It will eventually succumb because it's like, it's like Bill's eyebrows. They will if you don't manicure them, you get one single eyebrow. Well, in this case, when it comes to the boaters in South Florida, it just sounds like they came uh, late to the party, and their well, their you know their their rights or their you know uh, you know goal of of hanging onto the sandbar didn't really get considered. I, when they I, put I don't know. Forward. I don't know if, if they were really informed about it, and yeah. I have a feeling sure that they we're going to hear more about this. Hey, okay. Barry, sure. Quick, quick question. Has yeah. anybody looked? And again, I wasn't able to go deep into that report because it is the only thing I saw was that scribble scrabble from the dive logs. Right. Has anybody, do they know what's going to happen to the waters in that area when the sandbar is gone? So in other words, it's been, when, when was the last time it had ever been dredged? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look. Okay. Wait. I know I've so, seen dredges. The intercoastal runs right next to it. So, again, look on Google Maps, and you'll see where the deeper water is, but it's not really deep. Well, but once again, point- any dredge project creates problems for yes. the underwater, well, underwater environment, like I said earlier, just because the, the sand gets churned up and it, it, it cuts down on the visibility. So well, it does affect diving recre- recreationally. So divers probably not a big fan of this, but also it does affect the coral in the area because you get less sunlight down to the coral. Because but more less than that is fizz. what happens to the water flow that's been naturally because that sandbar it gets diverted a certain way. You take that sandbar out, and now water is going in areas at a higher rate of speed and causing unforeseen erosion in other areas. You've created a potentially bigger problem by taking the sandbar. Well, that is part of the Army Corps of Engineers' uh, duty to kind of see how that affects other areas. Because when you do a beach uh, renourishment project like this, what happens is you'll add sand to one beach north, and then that affects the beach south, and there's more erosion. So they're supposed to kind of take this stuff into account because up and down the Florida coast, this is going on all the time. And, uh, you know, it, what, what ends up happening sometimes is one county uh, starts suing another county because, hey, you changed the water flow. Now it's uh, taking our sand away from our beach, and that's not fair, blah, blah, blah. So the Army Corps is supposed to kind of take that into account as when they do these projects. I know that because we, I actually followed a case like this around Sarasota quite a bit a few years ago. So we'll see, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone's closed the book on it. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that it's made the uh, news – that you're going to see groups start to uh, band yeah, together to try to fight this. Yeah, boaters mm-hmm. unite. Well, against the boating the lifestyle. One of the they b- should besides yeah. fishing is just hanging out at the sandbar. That's right. 
Don't we take away our uh, hot spot for the weekend. What, how, where else are we supposed to have our, you know, uh, wet t-shirt contests and things like that on Columbus Day? Come on. I, I don't even know if there's t-shirts involved anymore, actually. All right, more coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I'm really excited to uh, check out these beautiful waters with you in a really cool way. All right. See that boat over there? Yeah. I think we're going to sail on it today. Oh, my God. Yes. Here we go. This is literally a dream. This is not real life. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Woo! Whoa, yes. This is the world of boating. The Bachelor back on TV. Uh, doing all kinds of boating things, and where's where's the sandbar? I yeah. don't see it anymore. That's right. They're, they're, they'd be up in bar. You know, where disappearing else? Disappearing island. They're supposed yeah. to go make love on the beach. You know, for one of their fantasy suite dates or something. Has a reappearing yeah. mode though. Won't happen in South Florida anytime soon. All right, uh, Patrick, what do you got? All right, so wanted to run down some headlines here um, with uh, Bill joining us. Yeah. I give Bill a shout out. Uh, Bill, if people want to find you, uh, how can they do so? 
Again, look for me at 5-Minute Professor on Facebook, and I also have a couple of live stream podcasts that you can find if you go to 5-Minute Professor on Facebook. They are the photographer and the professor and the lady and the professor. Right. All right, so all of the stories that we've talked about, which to this point has been one, um, can be found on the World of Boating Facebook page or worldofboating.com. Stories we're not going to get to are uh, Pablo Escobar's Cocaine Hippos, are on mm. the loose terrorizing boaters, wow. and 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 they are they are finding a way to survive in nature. So it is Jurassic Park. Nature finds a way. Awesome. He had hippos. He had hippos and spent literally millions of dollars feeding them. And then when he was gone, they just fed themselves. But these are mm. more energetic hippos than normal, right? I mean, uh, uh, no, 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 no. The cocaine no. does not make them more energetic. It uh, doesn't. Are you sure? They were purchased with cocaine money. They I mean, don't. It's, they don't take oh, cocaine. Yeah, but they were eating. I, could, I just picture this hippo on plane flying yeah. across this lake. <laughs> but as far as what he was feeding them, wasn't he feeding him uh, feeding the hippos his enemies? And uh, isn't that I what they are? Were they for? meat eaters, or are they? Uh, oh yeah, they will eat meat. No, they, they will eat meat, but they are vegetarian by nature. Yeah, but All they right. kill least- lots of people every year. And they other do kill lots that, of people, but yes. not for food. Yeah, other just, stories just that we can to be just for sport. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Patrick. Uh, what other stories that we can check out on the uh, World of Boating Facebook page and worldofboating.com. Uh, getting ready for the uh, yacht races, uh, the American yacht. Which, if you've seen these uh, new designs, uh, their yacht literally launched itself out of the water and we're not talking about a small sail yacht uh these these are racing yachts and anything that's going that far in the air should have a in-flight meal turn a good boat into a bad airplane so, so they uh, fly better than they uh than they uh cruise yeah um there's also a really cool video if you will uh that got posted a very very big day uh out at Waimea bay uh, super swell, and you had uh, some jet skiers out there. One who unfortunately actually uh, suffered a compression fracture in his uh, lower back because uh, these jet skiers that were out there, of course, to help the surfers. This uh, huge set came out of nowhere, probably in excess of about 50 feet. Some of them turned around and started racing in. Some of them decided to head out. And the ones that headed out, they got launched. Uh, so that's a that's a pretty cool video if you want to check that out. Hmm. Um, also, Galleon. Uh, boats has launches their outboard series. Um, this is another transformer boat that I'm not real fond of. This is one that's got the gunnel hull side that folds down to create more deck space. Um, but, but it, can, it has one like of those that? buttons that you press and it transforms into a like some kind of robot or something or what? Everything you said is accurate, uh, <laughs> correct, with the exception of the fact that you press a button and it transforms. Huh. So okay. basically your name. You got your name right. <laughs> okay. um, what don't you like about that, though? You get so much deck space for when you're anchored out and scuba diving. Or, yeah. Then buy, but then buy a center console. I don't, I don't like them because the structural integrity of the hull and deck, I am not convinced just aft of a midship that these are, you know, boats that have the tuna doors, the alignment of those doors, I don't care who the manufacturer is, Almost every one of these winds up getting massaged to to fit correctly. 
And I can't see that that's any different than these boats where the gunnel sides, the actual hull sides of the boats fold out. Of course, the boat's not meant to run when these are down. And I haven't looked far enough into it to know if there's a lockout mechanism that would not enable you to start the engines and run the boat with these That would be cool. So so are you not a fan of uh, side doors on any boat? I didn't say that. He's not a fan of anything. Are you kidding? No, I know what, what he's I'm saying. Not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the boats where the uh, literally the aft quarter of the deck, the gunnel, folds down towards the water. Yeah, but it's so cool and impressive when you press the button. There's but no button. You, let, me, let, me, let me say again, <laughs> the there button. is no button. No, it's a remote. Well, there's, there's no a remote. button on the remote in there. <laughs> there, there is no remote. There is no button. Now, last week, um, uh, how to spot a uh, a true USCG licensed captain? Oh yeah, um, from a fake captain. Couple things you should be aware of. Um, current credentials. Back in the day, uh, we actually carried our credentials. We're actually in a little like briefcase. They're now in like a passport book. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, if you want to verify that your uh, your your charter captain is actually a licensed captain. Ask to see his Twit card. If he doesn't know what a Twit card is or he can't produce it, I guarantee you. I'm not asking that. Hey, Barry has is, a Twit card. Wait, I know wait, he I'm has not, one I'm of those. T-W-I-T <laughs> or T-W-I-K? Yeah. T-W-I-C, Transportation Worker Twit. Identification Twit card. Got it. card. You I think you know. Card. I don't even yeah. think we need a card for our crew. I think all of us qualify as official twits. It's t- <laughs> twit, twit. Okay, twit. you could be the twit. Twit, got it. Okay. All Again, right. This is my last show. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time. Remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as a floater. Safe boat, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.